The following is a hoop bowl presentation. Hello, Hoopball Lakers family, and welcome to another solo pod from yours truly, JC DeLeon. Uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, I live in Austin, Texas, and for the last week we have been almost literally frozen over, uh, which has never happened in Texas. Uh, haven't been able to to record because uh, I've been without power and internet for some time, uh, but thankfully the worst of that is over, and Texas is now on our way to recover. But enough of that, and on with the pod. So the Lakers are on a downturn after the seven-game winning streak that was predicted by yours truly, and understandably so. Anthony Davis has been sidelined with what is called a calf strain, although people keep throwing around another word that I don't even like putting out into the universe, and it, it is concerning. It's genuinely concerning. You don't know how big of an impact this will truly have on the season until he gets back out there in four to six weeks, and... Until then, the Lakers have to maintain as close to the top of the conference as they can, and it's hard because the Utah Jazz are surging. Uh, the Clippers are still really good, and you got to imagine the rest of the West is smelling blood in the water and eyeing that three seed. Phoenix is beginning to come on really well. So is Portland. So are the Spurs. Uh, Denver, uh, who is one of the two lost two of the last three uh, losses for the Lakers. Denver is. is rebounding quite nicely from their poor start to the season uh and so yeah it's 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 still fairly early in the season as there's a lot of teams really tied between four and eight and the top three are pretty much utah the lakers and the clippers um but the lakers don't going into the all-star break will not have the best record uh quinn snyder has already been selected as the coach for the for team lebron uh in the west and yeah, congratulations to LeBron James for uh, being selected to his 17th All-Star game, year 18, year number 17 for the All-Star. Uh, another year in which he was the leading vote-getter. Uh, over in the East, uh, Kevin Durant was your leading vote-getter there. He will be captain of uh, Team Durant. But back to the week that was. So having lost two out of the last three games, both losses coming against playoff teams with many winning records, yes, there's cause for concern. But there's also plenty of bright spots. So Ethan might have gone over the Denver game in which Anthony Davis did get hurt. Uh, I haven't been able to listen to those episodes. Been under a blizzard the last week, so I don't know the extent in which he covered that Denver game or the Anthony Davis injury. But we'll uh, quickly go over that box score. So yeah, Lakers lost uh, 122 to 105. Blowout. I got to imagine the morale was uh, pretty low after the Anthony Davis injury second half. <clears throat> Wasn't a very bright one for the Los Angeles Lakers. LeBron only had three points in that second half. Kyle Kuzma was a bright spot for the second half in that one with 10 points in the half 19 overall. LeBron almost had a triple-double at 22, 10 rebounds, 9 assists. It always... Always weirds me out when he gets 10 rebounds and 9 assists and misses a triple-double with assists because it's what he's known for. Uh, wasn't a very good game for Dennis Schroeder. Uh, Dennis Schroeder we'll talk about here in a little bit as far as why he's been out 
And yeah, Anthony Davis was having a pretty good game up until he did get hurt. He had 15 points in that half and hurt his uh, hurt his calf on a drive against Nikola Jokic. Uh, Jokic, who is on that MVP, you know, some people consider him on, on that MVP train. He actually did have a triple-double in that game with 23, 16, and 10. Um, it's just an overall really great effort from Denver. Wasn't a whole lot the Lakers could do. Lakers had a good bench effort with 19 from Kuzma, 10 from Taylor Horton Tucker, 11 from Caruso. Didn't have great games from Montrez Harrell or Dennis Schroeder, like we said earlier, and KCP didn't have a really great game there either. So, you know, his contributions have sort of been a little inconsistent. Uh, Wesley Matthews in that game played almost 17 minutes but scored zero points. Only put up one three-pointer and two field goal attempts, so... He was in there mostly for defense, and given how the game went, uh, wasn't very effective defensively. Wasn't really his fault, though. It's, this is a weird game in general. Road game uh, after a seven-game winning streak. It's tough to keep tough to keep a winning streak going, especially after winning that many games in a row. You're now facing a team that's surging like the Denver Nuggets. So, kind of an excusable loss there. They followed up that loss with a pretty good win against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, LeBron had a great game. 30 points, 13 rebounds, 7 assists. Great game for Dennis Schroeder. 24 points for him. 11 for Marcus Soul. 17 for Montrez Harrell. Uh, Minnesota was... They played with... They had Carl Anthony Towns. And so the fact that Montrez Harrell was able to play such a great, great game with a lot of those minutes coming against, uh, you know, Nas Reed and... Carl uh, Anthony Towns was a really good uh, good game for Montrezl Harrell. The fact that he proves that he can play with uh, with bigger centers if he needs to. Uh, Kyle Kuzma, so so game for him. He's he's having a start while Anthony Davis is going to be out, and so we're going to see a lot of games in which Kyle Kuzma is going to be starting, and so he's going to get a lot more opportunities for scoring. Although in this game. There just wasn't a lot for him. Uh, LeBron and Dennis Schroeder kind of had had the game on lock, and Montrezl Harrell was just there on a lot of the uh, a lot of the opportunities granted to him. They went with a nine-man rotation here. They did play ten players. Taylor Horton Tucker played about six minutes, but didn't do a lot in his six minutes. His minutes continue to fluctuate up and down, but I do like the contributions uh, he's been providing lately. This was a good game for the rookie Anthony Edwards, number one overall pick. Anthony Edwards, who last night, as of this recording, had the dunk of the year, dunking on somebody from Toronto. Don't know his name. Uh, should look up his name because he's going to be famous for years to come. That that dunk was like getting dunked on, like Travis Knight level, DeAndre Jordan on Travis Knight sort of sort of dunk. It's just one of those. He went up and he almost rode the guy. Anthony Edwards almost rode the guy all the way down, but. In this game versus the Lakers, 28 points for Anthony Edwards, shot 5 for 10 from 3. Just a really great game. Had a had a good moment in which he shot a 3 over LeBron. Turned around, couldn't help but, but smile at the fact that he shot a 3 right in the King's face. Uh, happens from time to time. Rookies get moments like that, and uh, it's good to see the young guy uh, having a great game. Uh, the next game. Uh, so this was a pretty bad one although I mean it it's it's only an 11 point loss and it was a much bigger blowout than that 
but the Lakers were just never really in this game uh, versus Brooklyn. Uh, Brooklyn was without Kevin Durant, and they went with a small ball lineup with Jeff Green at center. And so I think that kind of disrupted Marcus Gasol a little bit, although we did have eight points in this game. Uh, LeBron had 32, Kyle Kuzma had 16, 10 for Montrez Harrell, and a pretty good matchup for Montrez. But, yeah, Brooklyn was just, they make a ton of threes. They made eight shot 18 for 39 from three. Previous two games before that, Brooklyn had... Previous two games before that, Brooklyn had made 23s in each of the games. They were on pace to be the first team in NBA history to, sh to have three games in a row in which they, they make 23s in each game. Kyrie Irving and James Harden have been gelling offensively probably a little bit better than people expected them to. Um, they're sharing the ball at an equal rate. Kyrie Irving did kind of... Uh, you know, acquiesce to James Harden and say, you be the point guard, I'll be the shooting guard. Although they both kind of split up those duties pretty evenly, although James Harden with 11 assists in this game and Kyrie with 5 in this one as well. But, yeah, this was just, I mean, James Harden couldn't be stopped. Kyrie Irving had a pretty good game. Joe Harris, who... I knew it was impossible in the offseason, but just one of many guys that I would have liked to have seen the Lakers try to make a run at. He's such a good three-point shooter. He's having a historic shooting season this season. Shot 6-for-7 from three in this game, 7-for-10 overall for 21 points. Joe Harris has just been outstanding this season. And, and yeah, I wish, I wish somehow the Lakers would have found a way to, to get him in the purple and gold because, they, because of how much they value three-point shooters. But yeah, this was a this is a bad game, bad game overall. On the from the bench, didn't get a whole lot. Uh, Alex Caruso minus twenty for the game. Not a great effort from him. One of the rare not great efforts from him. Nine points for Taylor Horton Tucker. He he got a lot and got almost thirty minutes to kind of show out and see what he can do and. I think the magic number for Taylor Horton is over 20 minutes. If it's going to be a game in which he plays over 20 minutes, he's going to contribute. He's going to contribute pretty well. He's going to get the intangibles. He's going to get a couple steals, a couple blocks. He'll get some rebounds. He'll get some assists. He's been playing really well. Uh, but for now, we're going to take a quick break, and you're going to hear from Ethan for an ad. You know, ever since we started this podcast, people always ask us for betting tips. We always get asked, who you got, Lakers or Clippers? You know, for us, it's going to be the Lakers, Rodgers or Mahomes. And I'll tell you what I tell them, where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. That's why we tell people to bet with my bookie. My bookie's rep is rock solid, and they've got the best odds, the best contests, and the best promotions in the business. They're the only place I trust to handle any of my sports-related bets. The one sportsbook guaranteed to give me and you the best lines for the National Championship College football game on January 11th and on every NFL playoff game, not to mention the NBA action. You know me, and you know that I don't give out my stamp of approval easily. So my bookie, they earned it. And to earn it from me, you've got to be the best at what you do. And my bookie is the best sports book out there, period. It's simple. Sign up, enter promo code 
HoopBall and get your deposit match halfway up to a thousand bucks. You put in a thousand, they'll give you 500 free money. So head on over to my bookie if you want to add a little excitement to the sports you love and the games that you bet. Bet with the best, bet with my bookie. That's mybookie.ag. So with the Anthony Davis injury, where can the Lakers go or what can the Lakers do to possibly mitigate any long-term long-term issues that um, might arise from from either an extended absence from him or if he doesn't or if he comes back and he just simply isn't as impactful as he was before or if he has to play in a limited capacity and so this is the segment of the show in which I go over trade rumors once again was hoping to not have to do that very much this season the Lakers have such a deep and talented roster you really didn't think he, they'd be in a position to where they, they a trade would kind of be a necessity. But that's sort of where they find themselves, both with the Anthony Davis injury and with the lack of depth at center, which people knew was going to be an issue, but has perhaps become more of an issue than, than people thought. And so, you know, first off, with any, any potential trade that we can discuss or talk about, um, some combination of these players, fans have to understand that they're going to part with. Either Kyle Kuzma, Taylor Horton-Tucker, Dennis Schroeder, or Montrezl Harrell. And maybe a couple of other pieces. But those four main pieces, now there's no way the Lakers would trade all four of them. Depending on what you can get, you you would lose one any, any combination between one and three of them. Uh, the biggest... Potential piece trade we've talked about being Bradley Beal. And Bradley Beal is worth sacrificing a Kyle Kuzma and a Taylor Horton Tucker. That's the only player I believe that's worth sacrificing those two specific ones for. Because to look at some of the, to just Google Laker trade rumors and to see what's out there, it just doesn't seem like there's anything worth trading. You know the, new, the 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 future nucleus of the team being Kyle Kuzma, Taylor Horton Tucker, and you know Trez and and Schroeder. Um, but you know potential trade targets that have been out there. You know there's an Alex Alec Burks. Alec Burks obviously isn't going to cost you two. You know two of those four players: Kuzma, Tucker, Schroeder, Harrell. Um, Alec Burks would probably cost you a Kyle Kuzma. And Given that Kuzma was willing to sacrifice some some salary, the fact that he was willing to play a minimized role for this team just to be here, it's not, that proves how much he wants to be here. And if the guy wants to be here that badly and you have to trade him, you've got to do much better than Alec Burks. And same for the next two guys that I'm going to mention. This is from, a, this is from an article from Lake Show Life. Dot com. I don't know how reliable they are. This is just me reacting in, li- in real time to Laker trade rumors as of this recording, February 20th. Uh, Sterling Brown of the Houston Rockets. Houston Rockets have a lot of pieces. They have a lot of uh, draft picks. And so a guy like Sterling Brown... This would be really similar to the Reggie Bullock trade from two years ago. Sterling Brown is not going to cost you any of those four players. 
He's not going to cost you Kuzma. He's not going to cost you Harrell. He's not going to cost you uh, Taylor Horton Tucker. He's not going to cost you Schroeder. He might cost you a guy like Alfonso McKinney. And Alfonso McKinney, who people thought was a, a pretty slick, defensive-minded um, addition, hasn't played a lot this season. It remains to be seen whether or not he'll have an impact. He, Alfonso McKinney, does seem to be the most ex- expendable part of the roster a la Troy Daniels. Troy Daniels is a player that I really liked last season. I liked his three-point shot, and there just wasn't really a spot for him in the rotation in so waving him ended up being a good thing because they opened up a roster spot. And Sterling Brown is basically you're you're you'd be trading a guy who's not playing a lot for another guy who's probably not going to play a lot. But Sterling Brown might be a better three point shooter than Alfonso McKinney. Uh, and Wayne Ellington, Wayne Ellington, former Laker, really good three point shooter. He probably would cost you like a Kuzma or something like that. This season he's shooting 43.8% from beyond the arc on six threes a game. So he's a really good three-point shooter. And he's got some defensive ability. And a coach like Frank Vogel will be able to fit him into the defensive scheme, which I've said all season long, the key to Frank Vogel's success is going to be in his scheme. But those kinds of players aren't the kinds of one aren't the kinds of players that I believe the Lakers should trade for. If they're going to make a move, you have to make a move that's in response to the Anthony Davis injury and or a response to the lack of depth at center. So, you know, Lakers fans have to understand that you're not going to be able to trade Marcus Gasol as much as you might want want to. So Marcus Gasol is going to be here to stay. I think ideally him starting is fine. It's similar to JaVale McGee in that he Serves a purpose for this team defensively and offensively the way JaVale didn't last season. Uh, LeBron seems to like playing with Gasol. Gasol seems to be lately a little bit more comfortable in this offense and his role in it. And so for that, especially him as a leader, him starting is fine. But you want a more traditional center in rim protector in the way that Montrezl Harrell really isn't. Now, earlier we talked about how well he played against Carl Anthony Towns, and that's great. It's great that he's able to play that, that well against a player like that. But in the playoffs, against a Rudy Gobert, against a Nikola, Nikola, Nikola Jokic, he's, Trez just isn't it. And unfortunately, really, neither is, is Gasol um, laterally. He fits into the scheme well, as is Frank Vogel's strength, but... So, let's take a look at these potential trades here. Um, so, Miles Turner. This is a, a potential trade from NBAanalysis.net. Now, this would be quite the expensive trade from Lakers fans. So, Miles Turner. First of all, let's take a look at Miles Turner, center from Indiana. Uh, went to the University of Texas at Austin, where I live, and I saw him play in college. His one year as players from the Longhorns tend to do play one year. So this season, Miles Turner uh, averaging 13 points, shooting 32% from three, which is not bad for a center. That's probably better than what Marcus Gasol is shooting, if I had to guess. Let's take a look at what Marcus Gasol is shooting from three this year, although he's not shooting very many. 
Okay, yeah, he's shooting 36%, but at a much smaller clip. Only two threes per game versus Miles Turner, who's uh, shooting almost four and a half threes a game. And again, averaging 13.2 points per game, 6.6 rebounds. But here's the thing that you get with Miles Turner. He's averaging three and a half blocks this season. I believe he's leading the league in that category. Three and a half blocks. Now, if you imagine a front court with Anthony Davis and Miles Turner, Anthony Davis so far this season defensively is averaging two 1.8 blocks per game and averaging almost nine rebounds. And so this is a front court that together is going to be grabbing almost 15 rebounds per game and blocking five, almost six shots per game. As a team, the Lakers currently are averaging about five blocks per game. So this would basically increase your defensive output in blocks per game as a whole unit. But the cost. Uh, Miles Turner, Edmund Sumner, and Jalen Leck. I don't know who that is. I'd imagine one or both of those would get waived if this were the trade that happened. But the Indiana Pacers would receive Kyle Kuzma, not a surprise. Montrezl Harrell, not a surprise. So two of the four main bench pieces that the Lakers have. In addition to Wesley Matthews and Quinn Cook. Four players for basically one is a lot. Now, the only advantage to a trade like this is it would open up a roster spot for potential buyouts. But the thing about this also is to look at who's on the buyout market. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Andre Drummond, and Blake Griffin. If you were to pull off a trade like this, you obviously wouldn't need Andre Drummond from the buyout market. And an open roster spot where you don't have to wave anybody, yeah, you could fit Blake Griffin in there. That's fine. Blake Griffin's been playing pretty well this season. He's evolved into a different kind of player. Um... It's it's weird that he hasn't had a dunk since December of 2019. That's how much of a player. That's how much he's evolved as a player. Blake Griffin hasn't dunked a basketball since December of 2019. That's just crazy. But yeah, this would open up a spot like that. And I don't believe Blake Griffin can be traded. He he's owed way too much money. He's owed 51 and a half million dollars. I doubt anybody's going to be willing to pick up that contract. And uh, for him to be bought out, he's probably going to have to give up some money. But and here's the thing about Andre Drummond. If Andre Drummond is going to be available in the buyout market, you don't need to trade for Miles Turner. Now, Miles Turner is much better than Andre Drummond, but if you can get Andre Drummond for a league minimum on the buyout market, why would you trade anybody? 
Andre Drummond at this season. Now he was playing with with the Cavaliers, and the Cavaliers. You can argue that these numbers are a little bit inflated because the Cavaliers aren't a great team, although they were a good team defensively, and you can argue that's because of Andre Drummond. Uh, 17 and a half points per game, 13 and a half rebounds per game. This guy rebounds so much; he gets a lot of offensive rebounds as well. Uh, doesn't shoot any threes, and so you're not going to get any three-point shooting here, but you're going to get a ton of rebounding. You're going to get some points, and you're going to alleviate a lot of pressure from Anthony Davis if you get a guy like like Andre Drummond. So, would Miles Turner be worth trading for this much? I don't think so. I would wait and see what's going to be available in the buyout market, because this next trade uh, is also one that I believe could be available on the buyout market. I'm not seeing a lot of rumors like this. I'm seeing that the Orlando Magic want to trade this piece. And it's a piece that I like. And it's another former Texas Longhorn. Uh, Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba. Loved him his one year in college here in Austin. I saw a couple of his games in person. I loved his potential as a player. He just hasn't gotten a lot of playing time in Orlando. He's had a little bit of an injury history. But yeah, this season he's only gotten in 12 games, and he just doesn't seem to be a good fit in Orlando, and Orlando's got a really great center already in in, uh, in Vucevic, and so, yeah, he, it's hard to really, it's hard to trade away a lot of pieces for Mo Bamba. I think Mo Bamba is somebody who's probably gonna get bought out. I don't I don't imagine a lot of teams I mean, some teams might be willing to sacrifice some pieces for a player like Mobamba, but he might also end up just being available on the buyout market. And if he is, I think this is the kind of piece he you could snatch up. And in, in his fourteen games this season he's averaging almost a block a game, but he's also playing only nine minutes a game. When he gets minutes, his rookie year, his second year, sixteen minutes per game, fourteen minutes per game, he blocks almost one and a half shots a a game. So if he gets the minutes, this would be the perfect type of center in which you can ha have Montrez Harrell play a power forward. And you can play Mo Bamba alongside Montrez Harrell. And you can still start Marcus All because you don't need to worry about a player like Mo Bamba starting over Marcus All. It's just not going to happen. But he'll give you really quality minutes off the bench. But yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at as far as the trade market. I think the Lakers at this point with the Anthony Davis injury do need to make a move. I don't think it needs to be a huge move. I just think it needs to be a move to help alleviate pressure from Anthony Davis. And a, and a, a 3 and D wing is not going to alleviate any pressure from Anthony Davis. You need need to trade for a big or you need to find a big on the buyout market. Uh, let's take another quick break and uh, have a word from Ethan. You know, ever since we started this podcast, people always ask us for betting tips. We always get asked, who you got, Lakers or Clippers? You know, for us, it's going to be the Lakers, Rodgers or Mahomes. And I'll tell you what I tell them, where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. That's why we tell people to bet with my bookie. My bookie's rep is rock solid, and they've got the best odds, the best contests, and the best promotions in the business. They're the only place I trust to handle any of my sports-related bets, the one sportsbook guaranteed to give me and you the best lines for the national championship college football game on January 11th and on every NFL playoff game, not to mention the NBA action. You know me, and you know that I don't give out my stamp of approval easily. 
So my bookie, they earned it. And to earn it from me, you've got to be the best at what you do. And my bookie is the best sports book out there, period. It's simple. Sign up, enter promo code HOOPBALL, and get your deposit matched halfway up to a thousand bucks. You put in a thousand, they'll give you 500 free money. So head on over to my bookie if you want to add a little excitement to the sports you love and the games that you bet. Bet with the best, bet with my bookie. That's mybookie.ag. So we'll end the show the way I usually do uh, in things. We'll take a look at the overall standings for everyone. We've talked a little bit about it already. In the West, top three, you've got Utah, the Lakers, and the Clippers. Lakers currently one loss better than the Clippers at 22-8 and versus 22-9 and for the Clippers. Um, if the Lakers end up at that three seed, I'm, honest, I'm not going to say that I'm shocked. I thought... With the shortened season, I thought LeBron would be seeing less minutes on purpose, not necessarily due to any kind of rest or anything like that. But if the Lakers finish with a three seed, I'm not going to be shocked. Um, I'd be less shocked if they finish in the four seed. Anything beyond the four, I will be pretty shocked. But three is going to be about where I thought the Lakers would be at. Anyway, um, number 14. Might be kind of surprising. Phoenix. Phoenix Suns. They are ascending. Chris Paul has been playing really well for that team. Portland is also 18-10, and 10, tied for that fourth seed. Spurs starting to come on. Didn't think the Spurs would be a playoff team this season. And 16-11, holding on to that sixth seed. Denver rebounding nicely from that bad start. Like I said earlier, at 16-13. Golden State Warriors. Currently in the playoff picture at 16 and 14. Steph Curry's been having an MVP-like season. A lot of people think he might win it. I think that's ridiculous. I think, um, real quick, <laughs> the MVP thing. Yeah, I, I joked a few weeks ago about how the goalpost is going to move. It's, it, you know, whether it be Russell Westbrook averaging a triple-double despite his team's record, then the next season him averaging a triple-double again and team record mattering even less. Giannis, years before, always went best team, you know, best record, best player on that team. Last year, I felt like number one seed in the West was a no-brainer to give it to LeBron, but that's just me, and I could have my bias. So this year, I wondered how the, how the, this year, I wondered how the goalpost was going to move for the MVP discussion to not go for the MVP award to not go to LeBron James, and I heard Kendrick Perkins say that Steph Curry is the only player out there this season playing without a certified Robin, which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard anyone say because if that's your argument for an MVP, then LeBron should have way more than five because of all the years that he didn't play with a certified Robin and still dominated the league. Anyway, back to the standings. Uh, Memphis on that ninth seat at 13 and 12. They might sneak in there. Might have a way. Dallas is starting to rebound a little bit. They're starting to dig themselves in, out of that hole that they found themselves in early in the season. I don't think they will. I think they'll finish around 10. Um, they still manage to lose some close games every now and then, and it's disheartening. Uh, how Sacramento is not closer to the bottom, I don't understand because they're a horrible defensive team, but in the 11th seed, and so very much in the picture, at 12 and 16, 12 and 17, you've got the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, I believe 
12 and beyond is where they're just not going to sniff the playoffs or be in the picture. So New Orleans at 12, Houston at 13 with an 11 and 17 record, Oklahoma City with an 11 and 18 record for the 14th seed, and Minnesota at the bottom, 7 and 23. Over in the East, Philadelphia continues to have a pretty strong hold on that number one seed. Brooklyn is ascending as well at 19 and 12. They're going to be really good offensively. They're not going to be very good defensively, and we'll see how that does for them in the playoffs. Uh, Milwaukee. Milwaukee has lost five of their last six games. They finally got a win last night. And, yeah, they've, they've dipped. They're still three, and Giannis has been playing pretty well, but not good times in Milwaukee lately. Certainly not this week. Tied for that fourth seed, Boston and Indiana at 15-14. Toronto at 15-15. and 15. They are rebounding nicely from a bad start as well. Uh, the Knicks holding on to that 17 seed at 14-16. and 16. Despite the East being an overall improved conference, you're still seeing the 7-8 and eight seed teams with losing records sneaking into the playoffs, and that could be concerning. Uh, Charlotte at 13-15. and 15. They're a really fun team to watch because of LaMelo Ball. Chicago in the mix at 12 and 16, as is Miami. Miami's beginning to dig out of that hole they found themselves in. Uh, Atlanta in that picture as well at 12 and 17. Orlando at 12 and 18. Uh, They're the 12 seed. Washington 13, Cleveland 10, and Detroit is at the bottom of the East at 8 and 21. So those are the overall standings for the league. Uh, that's going to pretty much do it for this episode. Uh, hope to be on an episode with Ethan soon. Our schedules are kind of weird and different lately. And then, of course, like I said, I've been under a blizzard the last week. And so I'll coordinate with Ethan at some point. We'll get you guys a, a an episode with the both of us on the same recording soon. But until next time, you can follow the show at Hoopball Lakers on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at jcdeleon1, and you can follow Ethan on Twitter at Ethan underscore Noroth. And so until next time, we are out. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.